Hello, Hello. out there, e-gathering folks. Um, welcome to the conversation. Uh, hey, I'm Todd Brown. This here is Rick Coop. Yep. Uh, and That's every me. week we get together and we talk about uh, matters of our faith, part of our life, uh, things going on. Um, and this week we're talking about one that um, I think may be a little tough for some people. If they just maybe you won't even start it. Um, but we're going to talk about this idea of fearing God. Yeah. Um, so I, I conjecture that it's just very hard for us as 21st century humans to have anything that makes us feel like we're supposed to be scared of it. Except Which the scary is funny movie. to me that, that you say that because uh, the other side of that same coin is it seems like people fear everything today. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, you, we, you're right um, in that. It seems like, you know, I'm not afraid of, you know, and, and we're not supposed to be afraid of, and we can explain everything. Like, yeah. And yet, on the other hand, it just seems like there's a lot of fear going on. We get crippled by it. Yeah. I can't it's go going that. on in the society, you know. And, and Mary and I uh, just had this conversation not too long ago in that, oh, it may be a little bit, but it seems like in the news media, it's constantly fear. COVID's this, Constant. and it's better than it's stronger than it was before. Uh, they found this new um, brain-eating worm, and and they've got the you know the, the flu is supposed to be worse than anything, and then RSV is coming back stronger than it ever was, and now they've got this flesh-eating thing you know that's about these Syria, Mexican immigrants under, are going to yeah. come and. Destroy and the country. Yeah, you can't possibly and deal with this, all these and, and they're taking away this, and they're taking away that, and interest rates are going to go up, and they're projected to be the highest. And and global warming, we and, and it, we are. It's just constant fear that happens in social media, and, and and in the news media. It's just it's nonstop. So, on the one hand, yeah, I, you know, I'm not afraid of anything. On the other hand, everything's out to get me. Yeah. What am I going to do? Jesus puts it this way at one point. He says, why are, you, why are you worried about something that can kill your body when you should need to be concerned with yeah. something that can kill your body and your soul? Yeah. Uh, so, um, we worry about all that other stuff. Yeah. And yet, if somebody brings up God... We're like, I don't, even, I, I, don't, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe in that. Or um, we get hippie guru Jesus that says you don't have to fear God because he's just this loving father who has no consequence. No matter what you do, it's all sweet and loveness and light. You know, something that I, 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 a saying that gets me time and time again, and maybe this is what will lead us into to top the topic today, but I have heard people say, well, when I get to heaven, God and I have got some talking to do. Oh, yeah, you're just going to take me to the woodshed, <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to I've got a few questions for him, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, careful. Careful. <laughs> careful. Walk, walk lightly here. Yeah, so, yeah, careful. But you see, even, Rick, even when you say careful yeah people are like what do i have to be careful yeah Yeah. he's a loving god and and if he can't put up with my questions then what is what kind of a god is he then yeah so yeah yeah i i uh that 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 gets me 
people do that. Well, the other piece is there's no place in the Bible that it says that we have to be afraid of God. Mm-mm. And I want to go, wait a minute. There are more than there are more than 300 times in the Bible that it says fear God or fear the Lord. Yes. I'm going to argue there isn't anything else in the Bible that happens that repeatedly. Nothing else. So if you were just going to keep count and say that's the most important thing, fear God, fear God, fear God. And and I have a little video uh, that I did a while back that is just these repeats of the number of of scriptures. And so I'm Mm -hmm. hopefully... Hopefully what you guys are seeing right now along the bottom of your screen is just a whole bunch of these coming at you over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over. Uh, the kind of the core piece is uh, the thing that gets said a lot in different ways is the fear of God is the beginning, beginning of wisdom. Of wisdom. Mm-hmm. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It isn't everything, but it's where it's like it's like the starting point. Yeah. So for beginners, what I will tell people a lot of times is uh, if I have conversations with somebody who is an atheist or somebody who just or is agnostic and doesn't really believe in God or even if is doesn't believe at all in God. Mm-hmm. So I will say the first step in becoming a Christian or, or in Christian Christianity as a whole, step one is just to believe in God. Mm-hmm. Not you don't have to. You don't have to call them the Great Spirit. You don't have to call them Allah. You don't have to call them Yahweh. You don't have to call them Father God. Step one, as Johnny Cash puts it, and I came to believe in mm-hmm. a power much higher than I, um, which I didn't know is part of the twelve-step program. When we talk about oh yeah, yeah. when we talk about the twelve-step programs to get yeah. away from addiction or breaking. Um, a breaking addiction, I would argue the first. So it is one of this. It's one mm-hmm. of the steps to me. To me, it's yeah. step one: is to come to believe in a power much higher than you. Yeah. So when we talk about fearing God, well, that's kind of where what that amounts to is this is something higher than me. That's step one: is I believe that there is something higher than me. Now we can slap a name on it. As we go along, but you need to recognize what does that fear? What does the term fear mean to you in this circumstance? Well, that's the whole conversation. I isn't know it? that's it's, the whole conversation um, because I think it has some meanings that we talk about today, as far as like um, respect mm-hmm. and reverence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I wrote a thing. All for his justice and mercy, surrender, a, a amazement in who he is, uh, admiration. But Todd, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it, it means just one thing more, and that is have a little fear and trembling. It's hard to bring up the father's father-child relationship mm-hmm. without having all of the psychological and uh, current broken father perceptions oh, that absolutely. go with that. Yes, okay? sir. Yep. Yep. It's yep. One of the yep. hardest things for us as 21st century people 
is to say to have to fear your father because fearing your father well, then what's wrong with him? What did he do? He must have abused you. Yeah. There must be a problem. <sighs> but but fearing, fearing your father doesn't mean that you think he's going to kill you, mm-hmm. even though we joke about that. Mm-hmm. But it does mean some of the things you were going through. That the, I, I know my dad, and you may not, but from a God perspective, this Father God, you know... Yeah. Your God well enough to know that when you go to Him with something you've done wrong, you would rather not mm-hmm. do something wrong than have to go to Him and tell Him you did something. You may fear, or if you try to avoid Him, you may. You, step one is to to recognize the power of this being um, and to recognize that He knows. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so fear actually means being afraid of mm-hmm. the consequence. I, I of like what you said there, though. Of, Recognize the power. Yeah, that 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 man, you're pretty good. That well, was, yeah, that was yeah. all right. Uh, so I'm going to give you a couple <laughs> of examples of recognizing the power. Okay, Isaiah six five. So there are two moments that we see when human beings, and I know there are others, but there are two moments when we recognize human beings in the presence of God that speak to this. And there are two more. There's there's another one, but I'm going to go with these simple quick ones. Isaiah 6, 5. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the prophet Isaiah finds himself in the presence, presence of, of God. God. Yeah, and his his reaction isn't this is awesome. I got some stuff I want to bring up with you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, we're gonna talk. We're gonna die. Gonna yeah. talk. What's the up with this thing? Yeah. His response is, so I said, "Woe is me." Now this is the I, prophet yeah. Isaiah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. chosen one I'm of with God, you, man. who with who you. is who has been set apart yeah. to speak for God. His immediate reaction when he finds himself in the presence of God is. Woe is me, for I am undone. Undone. I, now I choose the King James because I love that expression. I am undone. Yeah. I just get, there was, there was a commercial, there was a cartoon when we were kids, when uh, it's the Roadrunner and the coyote, and Wiley Coyote. Yeah. And there's a moment when Wiley Coyote is is uh, un- broken, undone. When you watch all his parts fall off separately into a little pile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> oh, this is the image I get, right? Kids today are missing the great. Woe is, woe is, woe is me, me, for I am undone, undone because I am a man of unclean lips, yes. and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Yep. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Yeah. In the presence of Father God, in that moment, You, you recognize what's broke about you. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that there's times when I say things I shouldn't say. Anyway, and it becomes glaringly clear in the presence of the Holy One. Yes. Um, the other one is yes. John in the Revelation. Yes. John 
finds himself in the presence of God. Yeah. And his answer, and he says kind of the same thing. He says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as yes, though so dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is not, this is not a healthy respect. So you can be all this and that about, well, yeah. when this says fear God, what it really means is to respect him. Yeah, okay, but you didn't, you, you, you didn't come undone. The seams of you did not break apart and fall to the ground. I can have the utmost respect for somebody, and I'm not going to fall dead. I'm not going to fall dead. I'm not yeah. going to go like... Yeah. But do you know that feeling. Yeah. You know that feeling, that feeling yeah. of, oh, no. I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. I'm ready to walk. We talk about when, when the roll is called up yonder, yeah. when the roll, you're going to get there when the roll is called up yonder and you're going to be like, uh-oh, here we go. Remember that time that I did the thing? I'm going to be in that presence, right? I'm looking up something Well, here. the other two are Exodus, and it's the moment when the people of Israel have walked, have gone from slavery in Egypt, and they have made it out to the presence of God at Mount Sinai, and here we stand. And it says, on the morning of the third day, this is Exodus 19, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning and a thick cloud over the mountain, and a very loud trumpet blast, and everyone in the camp trembled. These people, this is just respect, Rick. They're yeah. trembling out of respect. Right. Mm. Yeah. And Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. Uh, and the smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. Fast forward 2018. When the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear, and they stayed at, the, at a distance and said to Moses, uh, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us, or we will die. Yeah. You were talking about be, being undone, yeah, just a little bit ago, and the, the couple of scriptures that hit me was in Genesis 17 after the fall, mm -hmm. uh, Adam and Eve yeah. hear God walking yeah. in the garden, yeah. and they hide from Him, yeah, and and Adam, uh, uh, he he could not face God because he knew that he was broken, yeah. undone. Another one is when Jesus is with Peter, Simon Peter, and Peter says, away from, get away from I, me. I'm a, I'm a sinner. Yeah, get away you from know, me. Oh, he man. realizes at that moment when he's in the presence of, of God that uh, I, 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 sh I shouldn't be here. I, I don't have any right to be here in this presence, and and it that to me is goes beyond respect. Yeah, absolutely. It goes to a point of I know who He is. I recognize His power, His authority, and I know who I am. And I, I this is going to be a bit flippant, I guess, but I can't hold a candle 
to that. I've come undone. I love that. I've come undone. Great, great picture. Um, But then, in all of these cases, I hate to blow the the punchline, but in all of these cases, what was God's response? See, but that's the point to me. That that is the point. Do not be afraid. Yeah. What is God's response? And that is, we go back. I mean, we just talked about this. Yeah. Watch the previous episode. Um, God's response in all of these places, and the and the response of a powerful father is, I could destroy you if that's yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. But if you recognize who I am and you recognize where we are and you recognize what we're up against, stand up and get your stuff together. Yeah. And we're going to roll on. Now, there's going to be consequences, case of Adam and Eve. Yeah. <clears throat> They're freaking out about me and naked. He's like, what's naked got to do with anything? You've been naked ever since I made you. So what, mm-hmm. are, you, what are you freaking out about? What is this going on? Yeah. But so we can talk, I'm going to clothe you. It says, and he clothed them in animal skins. Which mm-hmm. one? He had to remove the skins from the animals. And then he put clothes on them for a problem they caused and they recognized and he could care less about. Yep. So his response as a loving father is to make them whole. But then to explain, this is fixing to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. This isn't the ride I had in mind. But this is what we've, it's what we've chosen. And this is a good father. Mm-hmm. A good, good father says, Honey, I love you. And, and, and that we're going to get you cleaned up here. We're going to get the... I know that evil thing hurt you mm-hmm. that you decided to do. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get you cleaned up and dusted off. And there's going to be consequences to this. But I love you. And we're going to move forward. I made you whole. Mm-hmm. To start with, so in all those cases, Adam and Eve. Yep. Uh, what happens to? Um, wow, I'm really jumping. Isaiah. Yeah. He gets the, the coal is touched to his yeah. lips. God goes um, to God sends one said, of his yeah, you, cherubim you, you, and says, "Go over there yeah. and fix that boy." He's you, he's, you say he's you're a, a, a person of unclean lips here. Let's fix that. Let's fix yeah. the unclean yeah. lips thing. Yeah. Let's deal with that. Right. Um, so, I think the problem for us with fear. When we say fear, what's some stuff that people fear? What are things we have? Spiders? Yes, uh, spiders, snakes, heights. The dark? Yeah. Okay. So all of those versions of fear are fear of things that will hurt us Mm -hmm. without prejudice. Yeah. Um, they, (laughs) They say, if you see... There, there are a few things in this world. There are not a lot of animals in this world that will attack you without prejudice. Uh, uh, grizzly bears will kill something and walk away from it. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll stop what they're doing and go kill that thing and just walk away. They say a polar bear, if you see a polar bear and it's, do your best to avoid it seeing you. Because mm-hmm. if it sees you, it will leave what it's doing yeah. and come and kill you and go about its business, okay? So when we think of things that we fear, 
It's fear of things that will hurt us. And so for us, 21st century people, fear doesn't mean fear of being present in the presence of something holy that exposes our unholiness and our brokenness. That's it, it, because of the consequence that will come. Mm -hmm. It's now consequence time, Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Honey, I love you and I'm going to make you whole, but it's now it's consequence time. It, it, it's not that kind of fear. We're, right. we're afraid of something that, that's dark and hurtful. Mm -hmm. Spiders, grizzly bears, darkness. Yeah. Um, Things that will cause us pain. But, but I think it's interesting. When you were saying that, and I've brought this up before, but it, to me, it's, it was impactful in my life. That, and we've talked about the, the whole conversation that Lucy has with, with the beaver, uh, Mr. Beaver. And Rick, you're going to have to give that. You're going to have to I, give that context. Where's who's Lucy and okay. why is she talking to a beaver? Okay, so in in the book, the Chronicles of Narnia. Here we go. <laughs> there is there, there is this uh, character in the book, Aslan, who's a lion. It's like and the Monty the, Python thing. You and yeah. me get it, but yeah. <laughs> and and Aslan is the uh, the in the book is the symbol of God. He's mm -hmm. he's the uh, how do I put this? I don't mean this flippantly, but he's the God character. Yeah. Okay. He's, he is the he is the Jesus representation. Yeah. 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 And Lucy, the, one of the a little girl in the in the book, says, "Is he safe?" And she's talking to there are animals who can talk and talk communicate yeah. in this yep, book. Yep, yep. And this character named Mr. Beaver says, "Safe." Who said anything about safe? Yeah. He, he, of course he isn't safe, but he's good. Yeah. He, he's the king, I tell you. And Mr. Tumas, who's another character in the book, said, says, he's wild, you know. He, he's not a tame lion. Yeah. And it, to me, that's such a wonderful picture of, is God safe? No, not all the time. He challenges you. No. He, he brings you into places you're not going to be comfortable with. Uh, mostly because you're dealing with having to look at you. Mm -hmm. The real you. Yeah. Not, not there the, is consequence. Yeah. And, and he set up the consequence. Yes. So. Uh, it, like the Adam and Eve thing. Yeah. Hey, where are you guys at? Well, we hid because... We didn't. We're, we're naked. Mm -hmm. Well, what caused that? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a man of unclean lips. Yeah. Well, let's fix that. Yeah. You know. Let's get Peter, past that. Let's do yeah. the thing and get past that. Yeah. Peter, falling down and saying, "Don't, don't come around. I'm a sinner. Don't even come around." Yeah. Well, we're going to deal with that. But he deals with it because he's the king. He's, he loves us. Yeah. He loves us enough to deal with it. Um, and, and I love that little illustration yeah. uh, in the, the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, should we fear him? Yeah, he's not a tame lion. <laughs> the way at one point 
um, that I uh, way at one point that I thought of it was he's not a dog chained in your backyard right he's not your dog you belong to him mm-hmm. he doesn't belong to you mm-hmm. this isn't your universe this is his universe and so much of what we deal with as people um, I hear people say well I'm a control freak I want to go and so are we all everybody yeah. we're all a control unless you've been beaten down and there are people in this world who've been beaten down to the point where they're like you know what I don't care whatever mm-hmm. it's fine but even they worry constantly about what they can control I've got <laughs> again I have such awesome Christian-y references uh, the movie The Jerk I don't need anything well except this yeah. ashtray and, and, oh, and that lighter <laughs> and this chair. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even those who have given up on saying they need something. Yeah. Even the least of us have, are control freaks to a degree. And God says, you're not in control. I'm in control. God is not a dog that you can keep in the backyard. He's not going to wear your chain and do your bidding. Yeah. He is not a tame lion. That's my favorite, my favorite line in those lines is, he's not a tame lion. Yeah. He's not yours Mm-mm. to do with as you will. And he's going to do what he, and you are in his kingdom. And I think that for, for a 21st century person, that is so flipped on its head. We think that what we're here to do is figure out how to control everything. And God tells us at the beginning, yeah. I give you this, go and subdue it. But you're not going to subdue me. It, you're not going to subdue me. We, we try to. The word that came to mind for me is domestication. We try to, to domesticate everything. And we, <laughs> domesticating. So we try to domesticate God. And we try to domesticate God. And we don't want a father that we fear. That's yeah. just disgusting. Yeah. You need to get counseling if you're scared of your. Yeah. If you have fear of your father. And God flips that and it's well okay. Yeah. When you get over that, when you decide again the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom, when you recognize His power, when you recognize who He is and what the consequences are of not doing things His way, that's the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's when now we're now we're tracking. Yeah. Now we're trying, Adam and Eve, do you, okay, now, get where I'm coming from now? Okay, now you got all that, you got all them smarts, you got all that figured out, right? You read, you ate from the tree of the, um, uh, of, of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. You got all them smarts, and now you see the mess you're in. Mm-hmm. Are we tracking? Do you understand now? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think of a situation I had with my dad. Um, I had a um, older Chrysler car, and Dad said it's leaking oil. Make sure that you keep checking it. You know. Yeah. Um, we'll can't find it yet. Fill the oil. But, check yeah. the gas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, keep an eye on what's going on here. And I didn't. And I didn't, and I didn't, and I was over at a strip mall and started up my car, and it seized up. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, I didn't, 
I didn't watch it a while. Dad told me to. I'm gonna have to go face Dad. Now, not because Dad was gonna beat me, not because he was gonna, you know, um, verbally abuse me to the point, but I had a healthy fear mm -hmm. of going to my dad and saying, I messed up, Dad. I mean, I did not know how I was going to explain that to him. And even I walked in the door, Dad was there, and he said, where's your car? And I was hoping we wouldn't have to address this all Adam, where Adam, yeah. where are you? Yeah, and uh, it's, you know, down here. You know, and, well, what happened to it? Uh, it started smoking real bad. Did the engine seize up? Yeah, I think so. Didn't I not? Did I not tell you? You know, and and, and I can tell you, I was fear and trembling yeah. during that point. I knew my dad loved me, but it was I knew where I was in that moment, and I knew what he had asked me not to do, and told me what to do, and I was undone. And I knew I was standing. I, I loved my dad. And I felt like I'd, I'd let him down. And I, there was a fear there. You learn in a healthy relationship of that sort. And in relationship with God, you learn that staying in His will mm -hmm. provides safety and comfort and a direction. Mm -hmm. Now, that makes it sound like it's all goodness and light and you'll never have any problems ever and ever, ever again. But it, no. but it gives you a track. You sure. are his track. Yeah. Okay. And you're moving. You know the right path. Yeah, you know the right path. And so no matter what goes wrong, if something goes wrong, you can at least say, hey, I know I'm on the right path. And so we're gonna, it's going to be, this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. We're going towards good. Um, but when we, when we go off program when we go off track then what we've done at that point is we have been we have been exposed to the consequence of what we've done mm -hmm. and so fear fear of God and then independence walking away from that comes back to this idea of being exposed you've been left naked one of the greatest one of the most common nightmares for humans is to we wake up and we find ourselves naked at school mm -hmm. at work at church and it's the most ridiculous thing you wouldn't do that but you you went to work in just your underwear or you, or, and, and then you find yourself in that spot and it all comes back to this idea of being exposed mm -hmm. we've left the safety of of living in God's will and doing what he would have us do because again if you follow the path, it's it's gonna be okay. It may not be. It may not be what you what you think is the best plan, but it's when we walk outside of His will that we find ourselves exposed, exposed to the consequences, exposed to the things that God told us was gonna happen mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> and so we end up in that position of being. Yeah. Uh, we're in the dark at this point. We're hanging out out here, and we, and then we know what's coming, 
fear of God means that you believe in God well enough, you believe in who God is well enough, that what's coming is you're going to have to expose that to Him. Mm -hmm. um, and He's going to help you, but you're going to have to know that you disappointed Him, that you hurt Him, that you now you're going to have to deal with the consequence in that other way. I, I, I like... Uh, how scripture tells us that God often says, fear not. Don't, don't, don't. We're going to deal with this. This just like my dad, you know, hey, um, we're going to get, uh, we'll look for another engine. You know, now he was upset with me. Yep. You know, uh, not happy that I didn't do what he asked to do. But he said, we'll find another engine. I'll help you find another engine. And we'll put it in, but you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying this engine. I bought the car. I'm not buying this engine. You, you will pay for it. That was my consequence in that. Absolutely. You know, um, dad who cared, dad who wanted to, and we found an engine. We put it in, blah blah blah. But I paid for it because it was my irresponsibility that, you know. You're going to have a consequence, and, and and the consequence a lot of times with God is that He He will He'll walk with you through it. He'll, yep. He'll deal with it together. And, but you, you screwed up here. There's a consequence to this, yes. and it, it happens. I mean, even when when Simon Peter met Jesus, um, there was a consequence there because Simon knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And what had happened, and but Jesus said, "Okay, so we'll we'll walk it together," which changed his life. Good stuff there. Um. So, I, I, walking through what you walked through with the engine thing, mm -hmm. walking through what we see with Adam and Eve, walking through. Isaiah and John and, and Peter and these guys going through. I think when we talk about fearing God, I think what we're so often we're talking about is actually it's kind of <laughs> he might consider it cute um, in a weird way. What we are fearing God is not fearing in the long run. It's not fearing that he that he to quote Bruce Almighty. Uh, is going to smite you where you stand mm -hmm. because fear of that kind is a ignorance of God you don't really you yeah. haven't met this guy yeah you don't know Jesus if you what your fear is is that he's going to smite you where you stand mm -hmm. um, even the atheists who you know think of him as the great sky bully haven't really read even the Old Testament, where the the mighty smiter is, mm -hmm. because in each of those times, the about the worst that God there is like one or two examples where I can think of that people interpreted what happened as God actually directly smiting people. Mm -hmm. um, there are very few examples of that. Generally, what happens is God gets tired of 
of you deciding that you're going to take your own path. Mm -hmm. And he removes his protection from you. He takes his hand from you. It's like the people of Israel. At some point he goes, look, guys, this is the way you all want to do it. I'm going, he literally says to the prophets who go to them, tell them, tell them, I am about to remove my hand from you. And you're going to get your butt whooped. And it's going to be, and he calls it, he calls it shot. It's going to be that guy and that guy. And they're going to whoop you mm -hmm. and make you slaves and, and, and run over you. It's almost always that thing. It's almost always mm -hmm. that thing. Um, he tells them again and again. This is the way that is that leads to life. And if that's what you, if you choose to not do it, I'm going to come clean up your mess a few times. But at some point, I'm just going to let you go. And that's dad. I mean, that's yeah. this healthy relationship with the father. Rick, I told you <clears throat> right. to add oil to that engine. I gave you a car, but you're going to have to take care of it. I gave you an earth, but you're going to have to take care of it. Yeah. And if you don't take care of it the way that I laid out for you to, to take care of it, you're going to you're gonna have to buy a new engine. It's you, mm -hmm. buddy. I love you. Take you where we get a new engine from. I'll work it out so you can get that taken care of today. But you're going to have to take care of this now. This is your mess. So, so often what we deal with, when we deal with, is really... We're afraid of offending him, yeah. of hurting him. We know who he is. If you know him, your fear of him is, if you don't know God, if you don't fear God, you don't care about hurting God. You're going to do your thing. You don't care. Yeah. So if you don't care, then you don't get the initial bump of, but I'm going to help you take care of this. This is how we take care of this. Mm -hmm. But you're afraid of hurting him if you know him. Uh, if we're outside of doing uh, if we're outside of doing things his way, we also recognize with experience that what we've done is exposed ourselves to harm. I, I wonder if the the atheist who, uh, or or any person who believes that God is nothing more than a smiter, if they're a parent, I wonder if they've never corrected their child yeah. on anything because the child's viewpoint could be they're always telling me what to do they're always doing this they're, especially if that child's a teenager mm -hmm. my parents are the stupidest thing that ever occurred on their earth you know but so instead of that atheist always seeing God as the, the mighty smiter um, maybe they need to understand that you even correct your children I would hope you would. Well, here's the toughie, Rick. Nowadays, because of the way we flip things on its head, True. we want to be our kid's friend. Yeah. Not a parent. Buddy, yeah. what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? There's a <laughs> there's a comedian, John Christ, who talks yeah. about um, his, his sister actually getting on the floor at a restaurant where her child was having a fit, getting on the floor with him and going... We love you. We want to help you. How can we help you with this thing that you're going through at this moment? I'm sorry that you're having this, that we put you in this situation where you feel like you have to throw a fit on the floor. How can we help you? <laughs> they have, he doesn't say this, but they have zero respect for you at yeah. this point. 
<laughs> Chris says, he says, he says, call me. I'll come spank your kid. <laughs> we need to get them I watched up it on the happen. floor and sit your behind down, buddy. I was at a department store, and there was a father there with, he had a baby on his chest, you know, the, the, the stra- two young boys. And the young boys were taking the clothes and throwing them off the rack and, and hitting each other with the hangers and just all kinds of stuff, running into things, you know, arguing with each other. And the father, you're upsetting me. Now, boys, you're upsetting me. Boys, you need to stop. This is really, this is, this is very disruptive behavior. I'm really getting upset now. And like it went on for 20 minutes. And I wanted to say, there's a way to handle this. Yeah. And and you you're not doing it. That they they don't care. They don't. They didn't even look at him. They didn't pay any attention to him yeah. whatsoever. And it's kind of like us. You know, we're we're going to get by with it for a while, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be consequences. And I'm not even saying. By the way, I'm not saying you have to spank your kid. Yeah, it's fine if that's the way you've chosen to do that. But there does have to be a consequence. There needs to be a. There consequence. has to be a consequence. I looked at my daughter when she was. Four or five, and she was having a fit about something at the store. And I said, "Hey, that's not what the way we're going to do it. Mom's got some stuff she's got to get done, and we got to get through here." And she just kept on about. It. And I said, "We're going to the car." No! Oh yeah, we're going to the car. No, we can't. Is that? And and there are those who, would, because she was throwing such a fit, would have thought, well, that's not fair to take her to the car. She realized her mistake. No. No, no. We said A plus B equals C. Mm-hmm. If A plus B equals eleven, then that's not. There has to be the consequence. Yeah. And I didn't take her to the car and beat her or whatever. We just went to the car, which meant she didn't get to participate in the thing that was going on, and she didn't get the things she wanted. Yeah. That's all the consequence. The yeah. consequence was we just sat in the car. So next time, Dad said, "Hey, we got we got to do this thing. This is what we're doing." Then the fear wasn't the fear wasn't that I'm going to do something awful. The fear is that you have to deal with the disappointment mm-hmm. and the shame of that moment. Uh, the fear is the consequence. The fear is of the consequence. And when right. Dad lets you have the consequence of the thing, yeah. right? Um, and and to know, but you, but also that fear comes along. What comes along with that fear is, is also as you grow in maturity to know that when Dad says, when Father God says, this is what we're gonna do, buddy. To feel good about it, <coughs> there comes a point when you don't fear him because you know when you follow his way mm-hmm. that it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. It, it drops. The fear drops. Um, when we when we come to that point, Francis Chan, we we both watched um, yeah. Francis Chan do uh, something about the fear of God, and 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 he he puts it this way: He says, "God saying to us, God is saying to us, I'm I am this amazing God that you ought to fear. But once you get that point, you don't have to fear. Don't have to fear. Yeah. Once you reckon, and, and to me, that's 
That's a simple way of saying what I just said. That is, once you recognize that if you will follow his precepts, if you will follow his way of doing things, then you can be in what would be a scary situation. Mm-hmm. You can be sitting and talking to that person that you don't know if they're really okay or they might hurt you. But God said you need to be in that. You need to be at the mission talking to that guy mm-hmm. who's got the mental issues. You need to be sitting and talking to those people or, or feeding those hungry people or visiting those people in, in the hospital where you might get disease. When you know that God's got your bets covered, you're just going to go do this yeah. his thing and not fear him. It's then that when you do something opposite of what he has in mind, that the consequence is what mm-hmm. you fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll leave it at, yeah, you already talked about this. We already talked about that. The way that God handled Isaiah's fear. Um, if you have, and I, this plays into it for me, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yep. If you have that fear of God in the way that we explained it. Not the fear of, you know, mighty smiter thing, but the fear of knowing who he is, uh, understanding his power, understanding um, who he is. Then you don't have to be afraid of other things. He's going to be there. He's going to walk with you through it. Proverbs 19.23 says, the fear of God leads to life. Yes. Then one rests content, untouchable by trouble. Yeah. And that's the idea. Yeah. And the question is, <clears throat> do you fear not getting the extra $2,000 on your tax return because you didn't check the checkbox that everybody checks and nobody mm-hmm. worries about it and nobody audits but doesn't really count for you? Do you fear not checking that checkbox and having a financial consequence or do you fear God? because you lied mm-hmm. and the consequence of that do you recognize who God is enough to know that when you check that checkbox you've left him you ate the you ate the fruit from the mm-hmm. tree of the knowledge of good and evil you did your own thing do you fear losing that two thousand dollars or do you fear God mm-hmm. do you fear uh, being uh, being with people that don't know God? And doing things and being influenced by them and moving through the, that world, or do you fear God? Mm-hmm. Um, do you fear? Uh, do you fear death, or do you fear God? As, as Jesus puts, "Don't be afraid yeah. of the person who can hurt your body. Be afraid of the one who can hurt your body and your soul." Yeah. Uh, which one do you fear more? Um, and that's how we walk, right? Yeah. I, I I like it. Okay. <laughs> so, you have anything else? No, I'm okay, good. Anything else jump to mind? All right. Guys, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Uh, this is a topic that for some reason seems like it's controversial. To me, doesn't seem controversial at all. But yeah. I think it's because we 21st century people don't really have a frame for it in mm-hmm. our brain. 
Um, we'd love to hear what you think. Would you please comment? Just you know, make a comment about the topic. Uh, we get we get comments mostly that don't have anything to do with the topic and are kind of weird. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to social media. But so we want to hear from you um, if you've been paying attention. Uh, if you're still with us, that means hey, at least you. Uh, uh, participated in the conversation and we're, we're uh, available for it. We'd love to get a like if you liked it, don't like it if you didn't like it, a uh, subscribe or a follow depending on your source. But guys, thank you for sticking with us for this time. Have a great day. Take care.